Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to the show today. I am so excited. I have Mark Stubler on and Mark is the founder of Joe Homebuyer, which is a real estate investing franchise that provides the blueprint to purchasing deeply discounted properties and helping homeowners out of a challenging situation. After quickly growing his business into a multi-million dollar venture, he is now on a mission to help others do the same. His innovative approach to sales negotiations and closing deals has been the foundation of his success. And now he wants to share his blueprint so that others can also achieve financial independence, which is something that I know all of us are going for. Mark, welcome to the show, brother. So excited to speak with you today. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and uh, excited to visit with you here. Awesome, man. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm the fitness guy and I love fitness, but my I think my second, besides, you know, God and my family, my second favorite business topic is real estate. So I'm excited to talk love with it. you today. So tell us, you know, a little bit more about what you do, but more importantly, how you how you got into real estate and why you do what you do today. Yeah, good man. Well, yeah, again, thank you for for having me, and it's uh, fun to talk with you. I love uh, talking with high achievers, and and uh, I know that that resonates with your listeners, those that are uh, moving and shaking and trying to get things done. And you and I have that in common. We love real estate in the sense that I I uh, I feel like it's an incredible avenue to invest in, and I just feel fortunate that a few years ago I I found it, or it found me, or however that works. But uh, I was just a, a fence and deck salesman. Uh, you know, making good money as a sales guy, I love working with people and had uh, some success, you know, as a uh, commission type guy. And, uh, you know, about six years ago is when I got started in real estate and I specialize or at the time I got into the type of real estate where it was referred to as wholesaling. So finding deeply discounted real estate that's broadened over time, uh, including we started the Joe Homebuyer franchise. But uh, I'm just grateful to be in the industry of real estate because it affords so much opportunity and and it's been a fun journey. Awesome, man. So are you guys are you guys going in and finding distressed properties and uh, selling them or flipping them or fixing them up? What are you, what are you guys exactly doing? Yeah, all of the above. Uh, that's the beautiful thing. Regardless of what the market is doing, uh, talking about economics, uh, economic market, real estate in general, but also just kind of the world and, and our nation's economy, you can make money in real estate if it's going up or going down. But yes, it, it, the common theme is you're finding properties that are in various stages of distress. And it, it may be distress in, in the nature of the situation, or it could be that the property's distressed, meaning that the condition of the home or both. And we specialize in providing the service to families that need relief from the distressed nature of the real estate situation. And we come in and sometimes it's a creative uh, financing structure. Sometimes we just, you know, a lot of times we're just paying cash and we're moving quickly on, on the transaction so that they can uh, move to plan B in their lives. But the common theme is we have these homes that uh, we, we get at a, at a good price. And then you have the world of possibilities. You can keep them as rentals. 
uh, Airbnbs is is uh, something that we're just uh, you know getting into. We focus more on rehabs, light rehabs, major rehabs, and then also a technique that uh, is referred as wholesaling, and that's the idea of of you know getting this contract, getting this deeply discounted property, and then auctioning it off to a pool of interested buyers. So you're actually executing on the process of the real estate transaction without ever taking ownership and you're transferring ownership or the rights to the contract to another buyer. And uh, that's the process of wholesaling. So really we implement all of these strategies uh, as we, you know, get these opportunities. Now I've always been told that the hardest part is finding the the deal. Is Would you agree <laughs> with that? Brother, the market is so good right now. Uh, I know you're in Atlanta Utah is just booming. Uh, Idaho, Arizona, Colorado, Vegas out here. It is just nuts. To find a, a deeply discounted property or a distressed home is super challenging. But when you find them, they're extremely uh, rewarding. And I know, you know, I mentioned kind of the, the West out here, but there's markets all throughout the, uh, the country that are just booming. So yes, the art is finding the deal. That's why this uh, idea of selling the property to a pool of buyers or other people that want to rehab it is a, such a viable exit strategy because there's so many people that are looking for these deals that just can't find them. It's it's very challenging to find these discounted properties. It's not impossible. There's, you know, that's what the Joe Homebuyer franchise is all about is we're, you know, a, a marketing company in real estate. So we're leveraging real estate, but we're the art of finding these di deeply discounted properties, working with these families and, and providing a real service uh, to help them, you know, get out of the situation they're in. Yeah, so tell me about the franchise. Is this is this your franchise or are you a franchise? Are you the franchisor or franchisee? Yeah, I'm the franchisor, the founder. Uh, we created about two and a half years ago and uh, it's been a journey, man. In fact, we have a couple franchisees out in Atlanta. I've never heard of a, a real estate franchise before. I'm part of a franchise, right? With uh, with my personal training studios. And, you know, there's obviously pros and cons to, you know, doing a franchise. I've never been on the franchisor side. I have some friends that, sure. that are and it's uh, a lot to get, to get started? What inspired you to, to franchise your business? So about six years ago, a business partner and I got rocking and rolling in the Salt Lake market, a very competitive real estate market and competitive as it considers like the amount of people trying to, you know, buy real estate in Utah from a investment perspective. And we had some pretty good success pretty early on. And we realized that, Hey, we, we want to expand, but we felt like the best way to do that is to create partners. Uh, and you, you get what I mean by that, meaning it's not an official partner, but instead of just trying to create these satellite offices all throughout the country, what if we could partner with people through the franchise model that were as invested in the success as we were that, you know, their success is our success, our success is their success, meaning we have to just get it done together. And uh, we felt like that was the model to do it. We felt like the landscape was open. There wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, traffic in this area, a home buying franchise. And so we just felt like it was a great opportunity, a window of opportunity to, to really uh, grow the Joe Homebuyer brand and do it in the form of, uh, you know, the franchise model. That's awesome, man. Where'd the name come from? You know, that's funny because we struggled on the name for just a minute. And then it just felt right when we settled on Joe Homebuyer because it was, you know, we did find that when we're sitting down with homeowners and we're doing these deals that, you know, we're just the average guys. And we wanted the message to the sellers when we're working with them to be, you know, that it's sure we might be a bigger organization, but we're going to treat them like we're the neighbor across the street and that we're going to come up with a favorable solution for them that, uh, and we didn't want to come across as this big, massive organization. We wanted to come across of, Hey, we're just sitting across from a picnic table, coming up with a way to help you out of your situation and get uh, a favorable price for your home. And, 
and work with the average Joe type thing. Well, that, that's definitely the, the feel I get from it. It makes it sound like, you know, I don't want to say anybody could do it, but but it's it's doable and not unattainable, which, you know, brings me to another thought is, you know, I think a lot of people, myself included, see these shows of fix and flip on TV and think it's that it's easy. Um, right. You know, I, I tried to, or I, I did a flip with one of my friends, uh, you know, about seven, eight years ago, because I wanted to get into real estate and we ended up getting out. We were supposed to make like $40,000, sounded incredible. And we ended up making like two or $3,000. We got out alive. <laughs> a lot, a lot yeah, of things right. went wrong. And uh, I've learned now at this point, for me, it makes more sense to be a passive investor. So, I mean, you, you really got to know what you're doing when you're going in and doing what you guys are doing, right? You know, our first deal was very similar to yours. In fact, uh, so I would consider your first experience a huge win. The fact that you didn't uh, lose your shorts on it and it uh, you uh, lived to tell the tale. A lot of people get discouraged on that first transaction. And so I'm glad that you shared that because a lot of people, there's just so much opportunity in real estate. You know, I, I'm not a guy that can speak to Bitcoin and all these other things. I'm not a guy that can speak to stocks. Uh, and, and I'm sure there's a place and an opportunity in each of uh, those ways to invest your money. I just know about real estate and it's done well for me. Um, and I'm uh, anyway, so for me to hear that story, I'm thinking, all right, that's a huge win. You made two or $3,000. Sure. There was probably a little bit, bit of brain damage, stress, trying to figure it out. My first deal in real estate 10 years ago, before I was really doing it full time, same thing. We couldn't even sell it after we rehabbed it because the margins were gone. So we had to uh, keep it as a rental for a couple of years. Luckily that uh, gave us the appreciation in the market and we were able to sell it and make a little bit of money. But uh, yeah, definitely caused the gray hair started coming a little early because of that first transaction. But we're grateful that uh, we had it. And, you know, the rest is history. And, and you learn, you know, and that's right. the, like you said, I mean, I, I know so many people oh, I had a bad real estate deal and then, and then they give up. And I really feel like they're missing out on so much opportunity. So so for the, the business owner that's listening, you know, that's saying, you know, I'm, I'm a chiropractor, you know, I sell uh, steel, uh, you know, I'm a doctor, whatever, you know, why, why should they, uh, you know, consider getting into real estate in some form or fashion? Well, there's so many things about real estate that I think is, are, are unique. First off, if we're talking just the finances of it, the margins are, can be incredible, right? Uh, there's just no getting around it. Uh, in real estate, there's just a ton of opportunity. I mean, I'm talking single family properties. You can make really incredible margins relative to the amount of time and money that you put in to that opportunity. So that's exciting. You know, the money opportunity. Uh, I really like uh, real estate and how you can make money in different economic, um, you know, situations. So regardless of what's going on in the world, there's people that need housing, uh, sure, there's going to be fluctuating exit strategies. You're going to have to pivot. But at the end of the day, you can make money in real estate regardless of what's going on, because it's just that's just historically real estate works. Uh, so I, I really like that. And the other thing is, is there's just so many avenues within real estate. Some people like bigger projects, multifamily, large multifamily, small multifamily, land development, uh, commercial projects. Um, but at the end of the day, the barrier to entry is, you know, education. And you've got students that are listening to your podcast, students in the, and I, when I say students, I refer to that as a mindset, you know, this idea that they're developing their minds are really trying to learn and, and, and um, feed themselves with some good stuff. That's what, you know, you, with real estate, there's so many good resources out there uh, that you can leverage. And, uh, and that's what I like about it as well. It's an open source. It's an, you know, the, the barrier to entry is not, um, very daunting, right? It's just, you know, getting in the grind, working hard and, and educating yourself. 
Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, people have to have a place to live, right? I mean, it's it's pretty right. pretty pretty simple. I like simple things, like you said, the Bitcoin. You know, I've I've you know dabbled with uh, with cryptocurrencies and and have lost some money, right? And sure. you know, just you know, real estate makes sense to me. People got to have, and you know, and I know there's people that do well in the commercial real estate. I know there's some debate on you know how much that's going to come back with the office and, and that and whatnot. But people always have a have have to have a place to live. I mean, the depreciation. Um, and, you know, I've been fortunate. So many of my early mentors and current mentors, you know, have taught me, Russ, you can, you know, make a lot of money when you're great at what you do in your business. But in order to be financially independent, which I know is one of your missions to help people, you have to uh, become an investor. And, you know, I don't I don't see a better asset class, in my opinion. Um, well, and I totally left that one out. I mean, I. I was getting so excited about some of these others, but you're right. The financial independence. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why we get into real estate. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up, but just to, you know, put an exclamation point on that, this idea that you can create passive income, you can create real wealth. And I mean, all the advantages with real estate, you get the appreciation, the, uh, you know, the tax advantages, you, you know, you can have somebody paying principal on a, a property as you, as, as you rent the, the property. Um, you know, you can do so many things, um, you know, from the, everything from the tax advantages all the way through that just make it such a viable, um, uh, you know, profitable investment uh, all along the way to just build long-term wealth. It's an exciting thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask this question for me, and I would imagine there's probably some other business owners in this, in the same situation. So I have my fitness business and I've got this profit with my S Corp, you know, and then I invest with, you know, other, you know, passively, we do a lot of, I like multifamily, so I've got these big, you know, I'm getting these, this income, these distribution checks. And I don't think sure. people in our notes don't understand this. And let's say that's, you know, $50,000 for the year, but my depreciation is, you know, $400,000. Right. And I can't take it. So I'm paying nothing on the income coming in. But then, and I know there's, there's rules you recapture and all that, but essentially to keep it simple. So, you know, my understanding, if I become a real estate professional, I can actually write off that depreciation against my fitness business. Is that, is that realistic when I've, you know, running my business and my wife works full time? You know, I actually don't know the answer to that question because okay. I, uh, I want to make sure that I'm not crossing the lines as uh, <laughs> becoming a, a tax expert, but I will tell you that yes. Well, because the thing I have going for me is I am a real estate professional and yes, that is how it works for me is I'm able to leverage all of the depreciation against the different uh, entities and total, um, you know, taxable income that I have. I would imagine that's still true for you, but I better be careful and say, that's a question that we're all going to uh, benefit from discovering. Yeah. Good, good answer. And it's, it's, you know, it's my understanding is, is I have to, you have to be a real estate professional. Obviously you are. So you get all the depreciation benefits, yeah. but it's, you know, there's certain requirements in the hours. So it's something I need to, to, to figure out if it is possible. Um, I'm going to guess here. Um, you know, just because you're an energetic guy. So I'm going to ask this question. How, how do you have a fitness routine? Um, and I guess I'll start there. Do you have a regular fitness routine? Yeah, brother. I got myself a, a whopping uh, 30, I think it was only 32 minutes on my uh, NordTrack uh, bike this morning. Um, <laughs> uh, most days it's somewhere between about 30 and 45 minutes. So I'm not as hardcore as a lot of you listeners. So I'm, I'm coming on this podcast to be inspired and, and step up my game. But I have found that, yeah, getting some cardio every day. And then I implement some pull-ups, sit-ups, and some push-ups um, about four of the six days a week. So I stay active. I get my heart rate up. But uh, I have to be honest. Most of my uh, my routine is to 
is selfishly to just get the, the mind clear, to get the heart rate up and then to eat whatever I want. And I'm not quite that bad, but I do like a little snack and a little sweet and that type of thing. And so I pound out some exercise just so I can make sure that I can, uh, you know, not uh, stop when I, you know, have dessert after dinner type thing. Yeah. And it's, you guys see it like virtually every, you know, successful entrepreneur I have on like Mark has some, some, and you're, you know, I think you're downplaying a little bit, man, four days a week is, is plenty. You know, that's, that's my whole thing is, you know, I, you don't have to have your life revolve around working out. It shouldn't. And I love to eat, dude. That's one of my reasons to, to work out. I love it's the pizza, best. <laughs> ice cream. I, my, my son turned uh, six uh, Tuesday and we had birthday cake. And of course, I'm going to have birthday cake. And then there was leftovers. I had a little bit last night, too. So so I'm, I'm with you there. But how, from a, you, you mentioned the mental standpoint, how important do you think it is to exercise your, your body and your mind? You know, not just so you can eat, eat, eat cake, but uh, to actually make you a better entrepreneur. Or do you think there's a connection there? Um, most definitely. You know, it's interesting because I didn't actually start consistent exercise until I became an entrepreneur. And uh, I'm certain that the stress and everything I was experiencing as a salesman for all those years could have been um, mitigated or at least helped me navigate, uh, you know, those long days had I had an exercise routine. Um, my wife is really the one that should be having this conversation with you. She's hardcore. She gets the kids. She wakes up early. She gets her morning routine in. She gets the kids off to school and she pounds out an hour and a half to two hours of exercise every day. She just loves it. It's uh, her happy place. It clears her mind. It gives her energy for the rest of the day because, you know, she checks in in the morning to get the kids off. She does have that time for herself during the day, but our kindergartner's back by 1230. So she's back on until eight o'clock at night, getting the girls uh, and, and family, uh, you know, and household in order. So that hour and a half, two hours, so I will tell you, I've observed it in her and I've observed it in just me, you know, with business meetings and different things that I'm, I'm able to function better when my mind's clear, when I've got my heart rate up, when the serotonin and those different juices in the brain are working in my favor. I have to tell you, it's a gift uh, to be able to exercise for sure. Yeah, man. And I always talk about that magnetic attractiveness that gives you, which you absolutely have, man. You're knowledgeable. You know, you're excited. You're passionate oh, about what you do. You're excited about it. And people want to, they want to, they want to know what's going on. So I'll go ahead and ask this before we get to the end. If somebody, you know, is interested in, you know, potentially getting into real estate and saying, Hey, I don't, I don't really have all the answers. I want to plug into a proven, you know, system, a franchise, somebody that can teach me how to do this and create financial independence. How can they find out uh, more about you, Mark? Well, I appreciate that. I'd love to connect with you. So you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Mark Stubler, uh, but find us at uh, joehomebuyerfranchising.com, uh, joehomebuyerfranchising. And, uh, it, you know, if you're looking to expand your uh, entrepreneurial muscles or that you're just wanting to get into another opportunity. Uh, real estate, obviously, um, I love that uh, we've had this topic today because real estate really is just an a incredible industry to consider. And if you want to plug into a system, to your point, Russ, that uh, is proven, where our franchisees, we're just really excited and grateful for the results that they're experiencing. And you want to become part of the Joe Homebuyer community and franchise Definitely learn about it. Uh, jump in and, and we'll spend some time with me and, and we'll uh, share with you what that out of the box system is and how you can tap into it and really expedite your, you know, the learning uh, uh, process. The same time and money is, you know, trying to get into the industry can be uh, daunting uh, and we, you know, help you navigate that and expedite your results. Awesome, Mark. I'm thinking of about 10 more questions I want to ask you, but I'm going to narrow it down to three. So what's the best <laughs> sure. business advice uh, you've ever gotten? Are some of the best. Learning to say no. 
right? And I know that that's, uh, uh, you know, maybe a cliche type uh, statement there, but I'm one of those guys that puts my head down and just works, 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 and it served me really well. Uh, but I'm also learning to navigate now that I have to really be able to navigate the nose. All right. I've got all these things I want to accomplish this week, this day, and I have to be able to say no to things. And I, uh, in receiving advice from a mentor is, you know, if you try, if you keep on saying yes, you're ultimately saying no to some of the most important things. And so learning to say no has been something that's both challenging to me, resonates with me. And as I say it, I'm recommitting myself to make sure that I'm asking that myself each day. What am I saying no to so that I can say yes to the most important things? That's a knowledge bomb, man. The, the, um, when you're saying yes to things, you're saying no to other things that may be, right. that are probably more important. hundred percent, dude. What's the, uh, what's one of the hardest things you've, you've had to overcome either professionally or personally? Uh, self-doubt like all of us, right. Um, knowing that, uh, you know, the world is uh, competitive, right. Um, and, uh, for me, uh, I, I've always been a fairly confident guy and uh, I feel fortunate that I've had the success that I have, but I realize I, you know, every day I've got to put myself in a place that I believe in myself. I'm giving myself a chance to win. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I share that vulnerably, but I think a lot of us can relate to it, right? We have self-doubt related to any number of aspects in our lives and, and, uh, uh, is, is grateful as I am for the journey. I know that uh, I'm at my best when I'm feeding my brain with, leadership uh, principles um, and best practices, books that encourage me, inspire me uh, so that I can feel and, and perform at my best in, as a leader and as a business owner. I really appreciate you, you know, sharing that, Mark. I was on a podcast the other day and the, the host said, when, you know, when's the time Russ has lost his confidence? I'm like, every day, you know, <laughs> I have to, you know, I have to like, right? constantly support, feed my mind. I think we go around, you know, we, we want to seem confident, you know, puffing out our chests and you know, seeming like we're invincible, especially us guys, but like, it's, you have to work on it. And, you know, I think it's important for people to hear that. I'm looking at you, you know, you're a, a franchise org and I know that's no easy task to create a, a franchise, uh, but you still have, have times of doubt. And I think that's important for people to know, but the key is, is you don't give into it. You keep, you, you have it and that's you right. move forward anyway. Right. That's right. So I have to ask this question. Last question: Where the real estate uh, market is going crazy? Where Where do we go from here? Are we at the top? Uh, are we about to have a huge uh, drop, like like some people are predicting, or a correction? Or are we going to keep keep going for years? In your opinion, man. So I live in Utah, so I'm in a little bit of a bubble. Like everybody's coming here from California. It's a great place to to build and live. There's so much opportunity that uh, it's funny you ask that, Russ, because in Utah anyway, it's just, you know, at least the medium price range homes are just not going to be affected anytime soon because there's just too many people needing homes. But let's be honest, uh, there's different uh, uh, parts of the country that will be affected differently. Um, I do anticipate it leveling out. Um, and I do definitely in, ex expect a different market going forward uh, in, in a relatively short amount of time. I don't know if that's six months or a year and a half. Um, but I don't think it's going to be anything like 2008 through 10, 11 that we experienced uh, because it's just a different uh, world that we're in. But real estate's always had cycles and, it, and it's just going to be natural that there's another cycle, but it's not anything to be worried about. In fact, one could get, argue that it's something to be excited about because again, as we've talked about, there's opportunities in all types of markets with real estate. Yeah, you, you learn from the past and, and, you know, down cycles is, I mean, there's always opportunity, right? But that's the, the true opportunity. I mean, if I, if I had right. the money 
back then and and the knowledge, I would have bought everything I could in you know, 2010 <laughs> to 2015. Stockpile cash because there will be opportunities uh, in the you know whatever it is, few years, upcoming few years to uh, gobble up some great properties, and you'll be glad you did. Definitely. Awesome, Mark. Hey, any uh, any last words you want to leave to the audience before we sign off today? Well, Russ, I um, had the opportunity to do a little research on you uh, prior to uh, our visit. And I just want to give kudos to your listeners, to you in uh, putting out a great product, caring a lot for the individuals that uh, you're sharing your message to. And uh, just uh, kudos to those that are observing and listening and, and uh, you know, uh, investing in yourselves, right? Uh, that would be the only t- you know thing I'd give uh, is for me, as I've developed as a leader, as I've poured into myself and developed, um, it's been the catalyst to my growth and, and to the opportunities. So kudos to those that are continuing doing it, that you're joining this podcast and uh, you've got a great mentor in Russ. So just grateful to be on the show. I appreciate that, brother. You've, you've provided some incredible value today. I know you've inspired some people. You've inspired me and I, I'm glad we connected, man. I look forward to being friends. So thank you so much, Mark, everybody. I know you love the show. Check Mark out. Uh, Follow him on social media and be sure to share this episode out. Be awesome. Thank you, Russ. Russ Yeager here. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast. If you're a successful business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program, please visit RussYeager.com forward slash apply. And hey, if you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag becoming Titans. I love seeing you guys posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to RussShager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.